You know what's funny is like the fact that they just tell us how tall people are every game of <laughs> basketball. <laughs> like true. how ridiculous, like why? <laughs> Five times, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> short, short guy. We um, got another tall motherfucker. Yeah, like, <laughs> seven three and the crowd's like, yeah. <laughs> What up? Welcome to Better Coverage. Hold up. Wait a minute. How'd Thanksgiving go? Any anything notable to discuss? Big notable was uh cornbread. <laughs> <laughs> cornbread. I, I nothing li- wrong with that. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with it. Dude, cornbread uh, is good. So cornbread is good. I had the best cornbread I've ever had in my life. It was nice. so good. Is this a was this a new like you weren't expecting this this cornbread came out of nowhere? It, exactly. Like it tasted like cake. <laughs> it was unbelievable. Were there still little pieces of corn or no 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 noticeable corn in there? No noticeable corn. Got it. That's great. I mean, I rarely do I have the opportunity to eat cornbread and when I do it's usually it's usually okay or super dry agree only one or, once or twice I've been like this is this is cornbread this exactly is talking about <laughs> so your notables cornbread <laughs> yep <laughs> all right I don't even want to give a notable I think that's good <laughs> assuming from the text last night you have not seen the Mandalorian uh nope you're I know Theo is uh what's the acronym M A W? Mass. <laughs> Man against wizardry? Is that what it is? Oh, Males Men against, against sorcery. Males, Males against sorcery. sorcery. <laughs> so I figure if you're against sorcery, you're probably against all Star Wars, Star Trek. Uh, for the most part, yeah. Every you once might, in a while, I'll get hooked. You might like this new one. It's, just, it's more cute than anything. It's badass, and then you just got these cute robots, Baby Yoda. Uh, at, least, at least give it a try. It's more of like a action flick than anything weird is that a yes uh it's an unlikely scenario all right yeah i figured theo was at the where were you you're at the seahawks game yeah at the seahawks. talk about steve young steve young you're in his box or something yeah so uh got to go to the game uh number one is it as like, loud as i as I, I was like in awe of how loud it was um, obviously, it was a huge game against the Vikings. It's Monday Night Football. It was max capacity, which is like seventy thousand people. It was loud. Like yeah. I'm, I'm not talking like on third downs. It was every single play. Like I, I could legitimately hear my ear ringing, and I was so ashamed of Soldier Field. Yeah. It's just like on a whole other level that you could tell like everybody takes pride in it and it's not as much like uh i guess like business culture kind of thing it's it's like just true people are in the game true chaos yeah are they pumping crowd noise in there i heard that that might be a thing i don't know i've i've like never heard a stadium that loud in my life anything with steve young did you get a chance to talk to him did he Uh, you get a sound bite from him 
shook his hand. Um, Big hands. Guy. Yeah, huge hands. He <laughs> it was like super nice guy, just taking photos with everybody. And, Does he just always have a football in his hand? Um, nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you can tell he's like such a fanatic of football. Like he he was just like he he was trying to like entertain, but at the same time like fix on football. Yeah. Like you could tell he was like, I really just want to watch this game. Quick week 13 recap. I know Duck Hodges. It's like a story that there's this guy that hunts and it's funny. We, we never like see a guy like this as a quarterback, but like, did you know that he hunts? Like how many times are they going to tell us? That's, I think that's all they got on the guy. Like I get it. He's a hunter, but it's every play that the announcer is doing that fake laugh and like, <laughs> we got a hunter on our hands. There you go, Duck Star. Yeah, and he's like, they mentioned, I don't know, eight times that he went hunting with the wide receiver uh, like <laughs> the weekend before. I was like, I got it. This guy hunts. Yeah, see, now they got you talking about the duck. That's true. Now I'm talking about it, so what am I talking about? And then Young Ho Koo probably butchered his name, but those onside kicks were ridiculous. Also, Matt Ryan got stiff-armed into the stratosphere, and... Uh, Pinero and other kickers, when they're pumped about 30-yard field goals, I think you have an issue. And Fitzmagic, Fitzpatrick is still a maniac. Those are some 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 notes from week 13. And I wasn't going to get to this later, but I'll just say it now. Do you think there's a, any chance – I was thinking about this. This isn't based on anything. But I have a theory that Belichick and the Patriots are purposely tanking just so, like, they don't give a what, like, show their cards. That is literally based on nothing. But I was thinking, I was like, if there's anyone to do this, what if he's, like – hey, Brady, are you comfortable sucking this year during the regular season? And then we'll still go, I don't know, we'll still go 13-3. and three. And then in the playoffs, we'll just be set up to go ham. That's that's one theory I have. No chance. <laughs> no chance. The, these are the two most competitive people like in the world. But that's why I'm thinking it. So it, as far as not showing their cards, yes, they are saving certain plays and things like that 100 percent um but as far as tanking no it's all about showing your cards with you huh that's right all right let's get into it theodore theories i've probably said let's get into it three times so we're pretty much into it but theodore's theories what we discussed here i'm sure you you get what this topic is but We've been looking at databases, creating our own, creating our own systems, uh, and basically create a document where we're putting in things we want to look up that we might have theories on what trends could possibly be. So each week we'll go through a few things that that we looked into. Also been writing a few articles on these, so check those out on BetterCoverage.com. Theo, tell us about the the first the first one you looked into. Yeah. Also, can you just say, can you say Theodore theories in a cool way that I can use and cut? Theodore theories. After evaluating millions of pieces of data in the blink of an eye, the Gambletron 2000 says the winner is Cincinnati by 200 points. That'll be perfect. Go ahead. Got my hands on a database and started to... Sounds illegal. Yeah, definitely not. Um, it's just public information. Um, so one thing I've been curious about lately, and, and we want to take a look at some recent statistics as far as double-digit favorites 
and actually found there's a lot of value in these favorites covering by 10 points. Um, so oftentimes it does look like, man, that's a lot of points. Like it's kind of scary to essentially um, give that many in the NFL. It's still the NFL. Like you hear people say that all the time, but double digit favorites have covered actually 58% of the time since 2013 going 172 and three. Um, so that, there actually is value in taking these favorites. Um, this has actually been a uh, positive statistic every single year since 2013. Um, so all this goes to say, this is you know the the first of the Theodore theories. If if you have some um, thoughts on uh, some things you'd like to see in the future, send them through bettercoverage at gmail.com, and we can give a look into it. Yeah, or hit us up on Twitter at Better Coverage. A lot of times when we look at these stats, we go back all the way till, I don't know, like in the 1970s, 1980s. Right. Like, let's look at what's happened recently. Look at like from 2003, like 2005 on. Just be careful with these, these numbers that are so high that, uh, I mean, it's a double-edged sword. You don't want statistics that are too low. You don't want a small sample size, but if you have a massive sample size, do keep in mind that a lot of those games are in a different NFL where the, the game was played differently. The scores were, were different and the players were different. So exactly. Let's just, uh, let's keep putting theories together. Theater with theories and uh, we'll come up with some good ones next week. Theater is quiz. I got no name for that, but you quiz me. We got a couple of the ones I saw. Ron Rivera was just fired from the Panthers. Yep. Um, so he was one of seven longest tenure coaches to not win a Super Bowl. Who's mm. the other one that's an active coach? Who's just a guy that's been there forever? You're going to hate it if you don't get it. Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, Mike Zimmer. Nope. Jason Garrett. Jason Garrett. So obvious. I actually didn't know he was there for that long. Yeah. Jason Garrett's a clown. I made fun of you earlier in the season for sharing uh, Team October records. But I'm, I'm, I'm a firm believer in the late season records. Here we go. Thank you. Uh, so December, January, who are the best teams in terms of win percentage in December, January? Top four. Top four in terms of win percentage? Uh, Patriots? Yep. Seahawks? Yep. Chargers? Nope. Ooh. Saints? Nope. All right, I give up. I'm shocked you didn't say Packers. Aaron Rodgers has like mm, yeah. the best December record and it gets mentioned like on broadcast like every single week. I'd be shocked if we don't hear that this week. So you're um, just railing me for not hearing that. Yeah, pretty much. And then uh, the Steelers. I thought I said the Steelers, but I said them last time. Yep, that makes sense. Yep. Um, but there's four teams in the league that have not, not won a Super Bowl, but they haven't even made it to the Super Bowl. Who are those teams? Jaguars? Yep. Browns? Yep. Uh, Lions? Yep. One more? One more. Um, This is a tough one. I know. Well done. Uh, It was the fourth. The Texans. Got it. Woo-hoo-hoo. Nailed it. All right. All right. Made up for it. Yeah. Uh, 
last question, then we'll hop into it. Um, Ryan Tannehill. 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 Tannehill took over in week seven for the Titans. Since then, in terms of scoring offense, where do they rank in the NFL? I would say, I know because I'm getting into the stat that they've averaged twice as many points with Tannehill in the game. So I'm going to say second. Second. Oh, look at me. Yeah. Man, crushing it. Cool. I'm just going to give you one quick one and it'll be like a five second segment called, How Old Are You? Maybe it'll be something. How old is Alshon Jeffrey? Uh, damn. Uh, 27. Damn. Uh, 29. Ah, fuck. I thought he was old. I mean, he just, like, all these players look like they're 40, so what do I know? I don't yeah, mean that, that in a bad that way. That's a stupid guess. All the, all the NFL players listening, I don't mean that. In, I mean, you guys are grown-ass men where I've looked like I'm 15 for 15 years. So, soon-to-be sponsor. I'll go first. I got a two for one here. Uh, Lowly's Gorditas. So I was driving to the sports book in Indiana. I was pretty hungry. Couldn't find anything decent nearby. I was like, I'm just going to take an off-road and see a back road, see if there's something weird I can find. Of course, I find this, this random ass Mexican spot called Lowly's Gorditas. I've Those that are like three always times. the spots. Oh yeah. And like, it looked bad. So I was like, that place is good. And uh, I think I had metal bars on on the windows. It doesn't matter. I'm go go in there. It's great. And they have these little gorditas that are just excellent. Uh, they're chicken. I always like if you have good chicken tacos, that place is usually pretty good because a lot of chicken tacos are just dry. This chicken came out. It was like orange, seasoned in a bunch of shit. Right. Um, so that's how I feel in general about football and betting. It's this big, awesome Mexican place that is delicious and really fun to go to. But sometimes you're gonna have issues. Uh, I bit into one of my gorditas and I had my nice, cool Fila sweatshirt on, pure white, that's why it's, it's so cool, but you're gonna run into some issues there. And I had an orange uh, you know, sauce just splat all over this, this white sweatshirt that I like, and I was about to go to the sports book, so not a good look. So then, uh, this was kind of like last week, I had a big stain on my shirt, not good, when I went uh, one and four. So I went to Walgreens, got a Tide to Go stick, and shout out to Tide to Go. It didn't work 100%. Uh, you can't expect it to. But compared to what the orange sauce looked like before and after, I felt comfortable and confident walking into the casino without everyone staring at me. So I feel like that's how this week is. This week's a Tide to Go stick. It's going to fix last week. And big shout out to both Lowly's Gorditas, Tide to Go. And maybe a place like restaurants just came to mind. Maybe they should sell Tide to Go sticks. Have a vending machine if you have issues. Oh, yeah. Um, well, and if you really want to be like cheap and wild, don't offer napkins, but I'll also sell Tide to Go sticks. Then <laughs> you will increase the revenue for the sticks. Um, also, Tide, if you're listening, maybe, yeah, maybe look into the restaurant business. Those things are money. Mine is not an actual place, but a thing. Uh, outside Kicks, they're back. They are back. Oh, so that's why you didn't get into it when I said it. I yeah, like, exactly. It's pretty quiet here because those things were wild. Let's go. Um, I was like, I, I thought about jumping in and just being like, this is it. But huge. That, it looked like they couldn't not recover it in the Falcons game. The thing is, so returns have basically been eliminated 
kickoff returns have basically been eliminated. And onside kicks are tougher and tougher. These two things were the most exciting thing in football when they happened. Yep. So I, I love that there's like, it, it seems like there's some new strategies coming about of either just bombing it into a defender or these yep. weird spins. And um, it's happened a couple times now, which is awesome. Uh, but I also think that if a team declares an onside kick before, if they choose to, you don't have to. You could do it um, just kind of out of the blue and keep the existing rule. But if you declare an onside kick, you should get the running start. Mm. You want more onside kicks. You want more chance. You want to like a, a 5% chance that you can recover these things. Of course. that That's like the theory of every N64 game of all time. It's like, <laughs> let, the we can't team, have blitz. let the team behind catch up a little bit. Let me tell you from experience, betting on blitz games is one of the most frustrating things uh, you can do because I, and I've said this for a while, I am the best first half blitz player out there because I'm actually good at the game. And then I go up by so much that it's an issue. Well, that's when you got to know you just can't throw. Yeah, but you're just going to fumble. It doesn't matter. You just can't spin. You definitely can't spin. I like it. Oh, yeah. I tweeted this out, but if we're keeping keeping kickers in fantasy, I think you should get some extra points for a recovered onside kick. I like that. You know what really grinds my gears? Um, I have two. My first is is football related. I think that there needs to be a halo rule similar to how we've had them with like you know punt and stuff. But when refs are making a call, there should be a halo rule that players cannot get in within a certain distance of them because I know that some of these players are actually having an influence on the call. Same thing when like you see a player get hit and you're like, if he fell down, they would have called it uh, unnecessary roughness. But just because he stayed up, they didn't yeah. call it. It's like stuff like that. And you'll see refs about to call something like an offensive pass interference. And then Brady's just screaming in their ear. And then you're like, they're, they're not, they're going to change it. And, and they, they're never forceful. They're like, can you please get away? It's like, get away from the guys. Give them, give them a halo and let them make the call. Uh, otherwise, we just have a bunch of people screaming at refs and they're, making, they're already making terrible decisions. So let's help them out a little bit. Right on. And parking far away, I don't get, I, this, was, this is something my mom does. I said we should make a Netflix special called Parking with Nancy. It would be 30 minutes each time we have to park. Um, if you just park far away, you can just walk and you can be there. Like walking isn't that hard. And we usually spend about 10 to 15 minutes trying to find a, a, a parking spot that's closer. Just park in the back and walk. It'll be fine. Just think about like the, the sunk cost of just going back and forth looking for these spots. Like people are mainly, they're throwing their blinkers on. I get it. You know, oh, yeah. this is my spot. But like what I do is I just park first one I see and then I walk up and I just look back and I see lines of cars trying to get front row parking spaces and people get jacked about front <laughs> oh, row yeah. spots they're like they come like someone's late and they they walk in you know like, hey you're 10 minutes late they're like they don't even hear you they're like I got a front row spot I'm like congrats well I'm waiting to eat some chips and salsa because I'm starving and you're out there looking for a parking spot just just walk the additional steps 
that's like even more so the case like downtown Chicago and people are like, oh, I got a spot like right outside my place and they like leave it there for like four weeks. <laughs> yeah. It's like, is it is it the whole reason so you can like conveniently get in to go somewhere? But I don't know. It's frustrating. That's my rant. Right on. Um, so mine was uh, idiotic penalties. Um, so They've I sent you this. Oh, my God. I sent you this, but there was a wild one. Ole Miss missed state. Mm -hmm. Uh, Touchdown, (laughs) tie it up, end of the game. It's 21-20, and our guy gets down on four legs and does a dog piss celebration. Um, Shout out to Odell Beckham. Um, I I understand having a lapse in judgment and – doing some stupid things sometimes and getting that was planned in the moment that was planned he got hit he he got up a little bit then he's like i'm going back on all fours i'm crawling and i am pissing and i i was watching that game with my dad and he (laughs) said tom didn't like that he said exactly what what i was thinking i hope this kid misses the extra point oh yeah of course he misses it because now this kid is just so nervous yeah. Uh, having said that, I'm cool with pissing celebrations. It's just <laughs> they're just against the rules currently, so probably can't do it. Tag team back again. Check it directed. Let's begin. All right, let's get into it. Thursday night football preview. We got the Cowboys minus three versus the Bears. This is a battle of Michael Jordan because both teams are six six. There you go. Were you gonna say something? <laughs> I mean, I was going to say that was, like, the greatest thing ever when they would just do, like, the Bulls starting lineup every game. Yeah. And right after 6-6, if you were, like, in the stadium, that was the last thing you heard. Yeah, just complete eruption. Like, yeah, you you couldn't hear his actual name announced. You know what's funny is, like – the fact that they just tell us how tall people are every game <laughs> basketball. <laughs> like true. how ridiculous, like why? <laughs> Five times, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> short, short guy. We uh, got another uh, tall motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> like, seven three and the crowd's like, yeah. <laughs> fucking like space jam, seeing the monsters come out. They're just like going nuts about these monsters. Uh anyway. Cowboys or Spares, these two teams are very similar in the fact that they are underperforming. Cowboys have all the talent in the world, but terrible coaching. Bears have some talent in the world and terrible coaching. And the Bears have fallen to 3-9 and nine against the spread. They had a comeback win versus the Lions versus uh, David. Wow, wow. Blah, blah. So sure, exactly. Still what we have with the Bears here because uh, the defense has kind of fallen off a little bit. And Mitch Trubisky looked great last game. I would say great. I'd say he looked great on, like, big plays, which is something that you always want out of a quarterback in clutch situations. And the Cowboys got rocked at home 26 to 15 to the Bills. Interesting in the fact that, like, one of the stats you usually want to look at is um, net yards gained. And the Cowboys are, I think, like, one or two in the league. They have, like, 6.6 yards per play on offense. And then – on defense giving up like in the fours or fives yet they're six and six mainly because their special teams have been terrible coaching decisions have been terrible um so are those things that you can rely on week to week or something that'll fix themselves not sure here 
Um, the game, in my, my mind, will be decided in the first quarter. If Mitch gets going, feels comfortable, that's when the Bears can roll. If their defense, you know, looks good in that first quarter, get the crowd into it, then I think the Bears will win. If in the first quarter uh, everything goes haywire, Cowboys, you know, get a touchdown, Bears offense looks good, I think we'll be in trouble. The thing is the Cowboys have looked bad in the first quarter. Um, so I lean with the Bears because of that. I, th I think they get off to a, a faster start. Cowboys offense has struggled on the road. Uh, the Bears and Bills are, are pretty similar teams in style of play. And obviously, like I just said, the, the Bills just, just handled the Cowboys. And it's a home dog getting 30% or less of the money. Bears are 10-2-1 against the spread in their last 13 as home underdogs. I like the Bears. I like the under. But uh, I'm not, you know, it's not a big play for me. Hard to trust the Bears. I like teasing the Bears to plus nine with that under of 49. Under has hit in five of six Bears games. Toll's gone under in eight of the Bears' last nine home games. And in primetime games this season, the under is 13-25. Is and uh, let's mention that both kickers are terrible. And that will help yeah. both the underdog and the, the total under. Yeah, I'm with you. I totally agree. I, I would lean towards the Bears. It's got the low total as part of it. Uh, but it, it, it's not something you love and can feel comfortable about. And weirdly, that's like kind of like, man, that's why you should do it. But yeah. it's it's like borderline for me. And I think there's some other spots. But I mean, it, it it's the same scenario for the Bears. It's the Bears defense against somebody else's great offense. Um, and it's basically like see what happens. My favorite plays in the, the Seahawks-Rams game. Seahawks uh, are pick them now. I think it opened at Seahawks' slight favorite. Total here is 46 and a half. Seahawks won 37-30 in that Monday night game against the Vikings. Rams crushed the Cardinals 34-7. Um, I absolutely love the over here. It seems like a perfect spot for the Rams to cover, but I can't bet against Russell Wilson again. Yeah. Uh, he just seems to be in a groove. So I think in, what I'm doing here is anytime I, I think the spot that the, the Seahawks shouldn't cover, I'm going to look at the over specifically here. Like maybe the Rams get a lead and then uh, Seahawks just come back and Russell, they just seem like if they want to get in a shootout, they absolutely can. And they just, every play is, is like a, a bomb or, or something that if you're the other team watching the game, you're like, God, the Seahawks team, like they're just taking risks every time. Um, Rams are third in the NFL in net yards per play and the Seahawks beat the, the, the Rams 30 to 29 back in week five. So that total obviously was a, was 59. Now you got a 46 and a half total totals gone over in the last four Seahawks Rams meetings with an average combined score of 59.75. And in the last four meetings, the Rams total points against the Seahawks. The last four times they met have been 29, 36, 33, and 42. And the Seahawks are averaging 30 points per game during their, their five-game winning streak. So everything here is like bet on the Rams, but uh, I, I just see a possibility that this is just who the Seahawks are. Like they have a, bet, a worse defense than they're used to, and they're just going to rely on the Seahawks to, to get into some shootouts. Um, and, and Theo, going back to like October, December games late in the season. So this is something I was just watching the Seahawks, and I was like, it, it just – it feels like every time late in the season, the Seahawks just start dropping gaudy numbers on teams. Yeah. So I, I looked into it. Last year, the over hit in seven of the eight final games for the Seahawks from weeks 10 to 17. Um, 
So uh, another reason to bet the over here. Um, lean the Rams, but I'm going to be all over the over. Nice. Yeah, I agree with you. I would lean to the Rams too, but uh, also agree with you that I don't want to bet against a hot hand. I, I guess I would consider it like similar to – uh, the top two, bottom two rule that we've been talking about. It's just, um, it, it never feels like a comfortable spot when that's the scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think um, the Rams, uh, they've been a weird team. They've been like super streaky. Um, and because of the blowout win as well, which they desperately needed, um, that kind of like, steers me away from it too all right broncos texans yeah hey we got another one we got another cattle ranchers dream here broncos are plus nine the total is 41 and a half broncos won 23 20 against the chargers texans obviously just had that massive win against the patriots 28 22 so this is a complete letdown spot for the texans i forgot who they have after this game but i think it's a divisional matchup they just got done beating the Patriots. I've been saying this for a, a number of weeks. Teams after playing the Patriots seem to struggle. They're now two and seven against the spread. I know someone named Drew Locke is apparently starting for the Broncos. He did look okay uh, at the in the first half through some really a really bad interception in the second half. But I'm not really trusting him. I think this number is just too high with a low total. I'm trusting the Broncos' defense, their running game to keep it close. Their losses have been by an average of, of eight points, and that includes two blowouts. Like, the other ones have just been by, like, two or three points. They're 4-1 and one against the spread in their last five. They may have Von Miller back. Houston is 2-6-1 against the spread in their last, last nine as, a, as favorites, and 5-10 and 10 against the spread in their last 15 as home favorites. So I like the Broncos here. Texans' defense is near the bottom in almost every passing category and dead last on third down stops. So maybe Drew Locke can get something going. If he doesn't, I like the, the defense and the running game. Also like the under, which is hit in 16 of the Broncos' last 21 games and eight of the Texans' last 10 games at home. Yeah, I agree with you. I would <laughs> lean to the Broncos as well. This is a big number and a low total. Um, and it just got me thinking that um, I know this game is not a double-digit game, um, but it's relatively close, and I, I, I will take another pass at that analysis as well, and try to see where it's at with um, totals as well, mm-hmm. um, because that's now a big point of curiosity for me too. Um, but something interesting that I kind of realized when I was doing that analysis, and again, this one's not double digit, but it was relatively close and then started to move um, is just the public perception of larger numbers. So I was going through the games this week. There's seven games that are uh, seven points or more this week. The public percentages on each of these, I'm just going to like quickly read through them. 61%, um, 60%, 43%, 68 70%, 73%, 50%. There's really nothing that sticks out as like a huge favorite. The biggest one was like 72. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there's something to that. Like when you look at a lot of the low total games this week, they're basically all around like 70. 
and there's like a lot more favoritism towards specific teams. Um, I, I think there's something to that and we can probably do some additional insights on that. Uh, but it has a difference to spread at the end of the day, which is kind of my big point here. Um, and this is just too many points in my opinion. And then the other thing I was thinking about earlier, and I don't, I don't know how we would prove this, but it is interesting to think about looking at the, the percentage games of like games that you would think nobody would be interested in. Maybe the percentage of those games is more like a sharp play than a public play, if that makes any sense. Like if it's a Jags Broncos game and 80% of the money's on the Jags, maybe that's all sharp money or more sharp money than if it's a Monday night football game or a pivotal matchup between, you know, Texans and the Patriots. Yeah, I could figure that out to an extent. Um, that one will take a long time, but I, I think I think I could pull something like that. Redskins, Packers, this was one of those games, uh, initial gut reaction was Packers big time in this because of Dwayne Haskins has looked terrible, even though they, their team's on a two-game winning streak. More I looked into it, this, this is a high number. Redskins are coming off back-to-back -back wins, but you still are only getting 33% of the money on the Redskins, so you're not necessarily buying high in the Redskins. The, the public still loves the Packers here. Uh, Haskins has yet to face a defense like the Packers, who like to create chaos. Um, you just saw Daniel Jones throw three interceptions against the Packers. But the thing that the Redskins like to do, and they've they've been saying this ever since their new head coach came in, is we're going to we're going to run the ball. So they've been winning it with defense, special teams, running the ball. Dwayne Haskins was 13 for 25 for only 147 yards last game. Um, but the, pro the problem here is for the Packers is that the run defense is 27th in the league against the run. So if you're 27th in the league against the run, you have a team that wants to run. It's a low total. Uh, the spread's 12 and a half. Uh, I, like, I think I like the Redskins here. I, I just don't know if I trust Haskins. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. I, I would say I lean towards the Redskins. It does have a pretty low total. Um, but it, it, it's not something I feel comfortable with. Um, I think there's just better spots. Steelers minus two and a half versus Cardinals. Total here is 43 and a half. Steelers had that revenge win against the Browns 2013. Um, but that game was more of a Browns loss to me than a Steelers win. Steelers are somehow in the playoff hunt, which is kind of ridiculous with their quarterback issues. Cardinals got blown out by the Rams 34-7. So buy low opportunity for the Cardinals. Statistically, if you look at it, Steelers obviously have a clear edge here. Cardinals have the worst passing defense in the NFL. Steelers are third in the NFL in total sacks, so should be able to get to Murray. But Tomlin, I, I said this two weeks ago, uh, he gets his team up for games where they're underdogs. He's 34-18-2 against the spread. That's 65% when his team's an underdog. I think he's able to like rile them up and whatever he says works. But when they're a road favorite, uh, team does not perform well. They're 14, 27 and one against a spread. Uh, that's Tomlin as a, a road favorite against sub 500 teams. And you're now asking a rookie quarterback to cover on the road, which we've seen over the past few weeks hasn't worked quite well. And uh, at the beginning of the podcast, I said every Hodges throw, throw looks like a floater. So I guess it's, do you trust the Steelers running game defense and the wide receivers to save him? I wanted the Cardinals at three. Don't really like it at two and a half, but they're still in contention for 
my my super contest pick. Total has gone under in ten of the Steelers' last eleven road games, so the under is worth a look as well. Uh, I like the Steelers here. It's going to be an official pick for me. Um, Cardinals have now lost five games in a row. Um, I think the Steelers' defense is basically just going to shut the Cardinals down completely. The Cardinals really have not proved anything whatsoever. I know um, we've mentioned like week to week that we used to like kind of flip on them. Uh, but the fact of the matter is um, the only games they've won have been against the Bengals, Falcons, and Giants. Um, outside of that, they have not really looked very good. Um, as, as far as Tomlin, I, I think it's amazing that the Steelers are in this position. So regardless, home, away, dog, favorite, uh, he's going to have his team ready, and I'm going to back the Steelers here. All right. Titans, Raiders. Titans are minus 2.5, totals 47.5. Uh, Tannable, is that what you call them? Ryan Tannable? Tannable. Tannable, the potent Tannables. Titans, 31-17 win against the Colts. Raiders, 40-9 loss against the Chiefs. Another game where I like the over here just a few weeks ago, the Raiders were allowing the most passing yards per game. Then two consecutive weeks after that, they gave up 34 and 40 points. Over in six straight Titans games, so every game that Tannehill started, the over has hit, and we already discussed Tannehill and how their their team is averaging the second most points, I think, in the NFL since he started. Obviously, a completely, like, this is an opportunity if you want to get on the Raiders, it's right now. Uh, it's a great by low spot, just like the Jets last week and the Raiders the week before that. Like when the public finally jumps on a team like the Titans, I, I like to get off them. Uh, but Derrick Henry scares me just late in the season. You have this running back that has just been dominant. I think it's just hard for, for defenses to stop a, a big runner um, when they're beat up themselves. It's, it's just harder to stop someone like that. The Raiders are a different team at home, though. They're 5-1 and one straight up, 4-2 and two against the spread at home versus 1-5 and five straight up, 2-4 and four on the road. And the Raiders are six and one against the spread in their last seven games as a home underdog. Um, and defense is allowing 13 less points at home. So in theory, the Raiders are the sharp play. I just, the Titans scare me with how, how good they're performing lately. I agree with that. Like I share that statistic up front. Um, but I, I do like the Raiders here. I, the Titans success recently is not enough for me to not take it I guess mm -hmm. um, so the Raiders will be official pick for mine all right like the over here as well like I said Panthers plus three versus Falcons totals 48 uh, I don't have a really good read on here not much to say Kylan Allen regression is finally or fully here Panthers fired Ron Rivera so I don't know if the team will get fired up because of that or if they'll completely give up and the Falcons have struggled without Julio or Hooper uh, in the game. Both are down with injuries. Falcons did win 20-93 in Carolina in week 11, so something to at least note. But I, I have no read here. Uh, I like the Falcons in this game. Um, if you're getting a short dog of three or less, it's, it's usually the right play. The uh well sorry short face yeah, is what I <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. Like, you're like that's impossible well, that, that's the opposite of what <laughs> yeah. i'm doing so are you telling yeah. me that that's let me wrong get a, or... let me get my title <laughs> and fix that comment yeah there you go good good analogy uh but yeah that, that's exactly right short short home favorites 
at first I was like a little bit surprised to see that. Um, but then uh, essentially just think um, it's just too much turmoil, I guess, is like a good word. Um, as far as like the Panthers situation and what's happening. Um, I, I don't think that situation really impacts the spread. Um, I, the line has slightly shifted uh, towards the Falcons. Um, it's received like a pretty heavy volume. Um, so it's like 66%. So this is like a little bit of a public play, um, but I'm still going to take it. So we should start an oil company called Term. Term. Term Oil. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> I guess you're kind of saying that your product is going to cause some issues. All right. So he's leaning Falcons there. That that would be my lean as well. Uh, we'll see if that makes it in. 49ers plus two and a half for Saints. Total is 44 and a half. 49ers 2017 loss to the Ravens. Saints on Thanksgiving won 26-18 versus the Falcons. So the Saints do have some extra time to prepare here with that Thursday Thanksgiving game. But also the 49ers just had like a really tough game against the Ravens where they might be beat up, might be tired. Uh, so Saints with some extra rest, maybe you like it there. 49ers offense has struggled on the road. Uh, and it's it's Saints, the Saints, and Sean Payton at home. Saints are 9-1 straight up and 8-2 against the spread in their last 10 games. But I don't know if I want to – bet against a what are they nine and two 49ers team that's getting points yeah this is just uh, I say it like every week there's matchups like this that are just a necessary risk um I, I would lean towards the Saints if I absolutely had to um but you, you wouldn't feel good about it either way no definitely wouldn't Lions plus 13 versus Vikings totals 43 and a half Lions lost to the Bears 24-20. They got David Blau still in the game. Vikings lost 37-30 to the Seahawks. This is a lot of points, 13, when it came out. I know it was off the board for a bit. I think just looking to see who was healthy for this game. Uh, I, I couldn't find the stats I had before, but I, th I think Cousins, like as a favorite recently, has been performing really well. Thielen might be back, but a divisional game, low total, plus 13. Uh I have no – there's nothing to back this. It just has a feeling of a game that the Lions will randomly win. I have no idea why. I just got a gut, gut reaction. But some crazy under stats. The total has gone under in 15 of Minnesota's last 17 divisional home games. And the total has gone under in 16 of Detroit's last 21 divisional road games. Ooh. So I know we talked about, like, looking at teams that are getting a lot of points um, or big favorites, maybe better on them. But as we've been saying, if – if it's going to be a low, low total game, then maybe consider the dog. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm on the lines here. And that's a good point. Like I, I did share um, all those statistics on double digit favorites <laughs> and stuff like that. Um, and it's covering at 58%, which is really good. But it doesn't mean it's always going to happen. It's going to happen a little more than it doesn't. Uh, so it's still just using those things as guidance. Uh, but it doesn't mean you have to follow those things. It, it, it's, it's a slight edge. Um, so there are still scenarios and you still need to look into other pieces um, to ultimately make your decision here. And um, yeah, in this situation, I do like the Lions. 
Um, I think the Vikings definitely um, peaked attention for the public, even though they lost that game. Um, but the Lions have not looked 13 points bad, in my right. opinion. Yeah. And I was like on the Lions early in the season. Uh, their team overall has looked pretty good. Yeah. And it just has a feeling like this Vikings team, when they get in a rut, it, it, it sticks with them for a few games before they get it back together. Bengals plus eight and a half versus Browns. Totals 40 and a half here. I realized on the podcast and in an article, I've been referring to Andy Dalton as the Red Rocket, <laughs> which is just incorrect. It's the Red Rifle. The Red Rocket is a different thing. Um, involving, <laughs> involving <laughs> dogs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I even made a joke about it in an article. Probably People probably read it and were like, what is this guy talking about? Anyway, Bengals crushed the Jets 22-6. Uh, I was on that spot and just liked the, the fact that Andy Dalton's back, and I think the team just feels more comfortable with him in there. Browns had a bad loss to Steelers 20-13. This game isn't about stats for me. It's about momentum. Bengals are coming off their first win. Winning's contagious. Browns just shit the bed um, and look totally defeated. The Bengals' defense is pretty underrated. Like, they've been pretty good throughout the season. I like the momentum with Dalton. Cleveland is 6-13-1 uh, and 13, 6-13-1 against the spread in their last 20 games as a favorite. Um, and the Browns' rushing defense is 26 in yards per carry and yards per game. So, in theory, Joe Mixon should have a, a big game here. I like the Bengals. I like the under. Cincinnati has gone under in the – under the total in six of their last seven games overall. And the under is 18, eight and one in the Browns last 27 home games. The worry with the Bengals here is, which is my worry in a, a game coming up in the, the Dolphins. It's like, they still probably aren't too thrilled to, they, they still want that number one pick. So I don't know coaching wise or decision wise exactly where they'll be at. Uh, but I, I do like eight and a half with the Bengals. Yeah, I think I probably lean to the Bengals too. This is, again, another situation where there's a low total uh, a touchdown plus spread. Um, uh, the part I don't like is the Bengals are 1-11 on the season and two-point um, have a really good chance at getting a solid draft pick. But then on the other hand, um, they're putting Dalton back in, so it's like, fighting for jobs situation. Um, mm -hmm. Maybe they haven't exactly bailed yet. Um, the Browns to me are a super inconsistent team. Um, we've kind of seen that week over week. Um, I, would, I would lean towards the Bengals. It's probably not my favorite, but yeah. All right. Ravens minus five and a half for Bills. Totals 43.5. Ravens had that close win against the 49ers, game where they got beat up, uh, similar to how the 49ers did, just a tough physical game. Bills big win versus Cowboys 26-15. Bills Mafia, they are going to be revved up for this game. Bills, uh, again, on extended rest, similar to how the Saints and all the other teams are uh, because they played on Thanksgiving. I was looking at the Bills here, only getting 40% of the money as a 9-3 home dog, but the Bills' weakness is their rushing game. So Mark Ingram and Lamar Jackson can take advantage of that. But the Bills at home, crowd's going to be revved up. I think it's a close game. I'm going to bet the under. Under is 9-3 in Buffalo's 12 games this season. 
cashing in two straight. Uh, I just don't want to bet against Lamar. I would say a lean towards the Ravens. Um, I still think the Bills are overrated. I've said it a bunch of times now. Uh, I think they're they're overrated as a they're not a, a nine and three team. They're still pretty good, but I don't think they're like a Super Bowl contender. I mean, as far as what the Ravens have been able to accomplish, though, I would say I'm surprised that it was five and a half. I think it's even larger. Colts plus three versus Bucks. Totals forty seven and a half. Uh, Colts have been in a funk lately. I think they lost, I think, four of their last five. Running into a lot of issues without T.Y. Hilton. <laughs> T.Y. Hilton is one person, not two. T.Y. Hilton, Mack, and Ebron. So I don't know if they're going to be able to keep up with this Bucks team. Winston seems to be in a groove. I like the Bucks. You are buying a bit high here. They have a few wins in a row looking good. They're getting 55% of the money. But there's been 50-plus points scored in nine of the Bucks' last 10 games. They have a great rushing defense, but cannot stop the pass. Second most passing yards against them. But what that means is you're going to have to trust your quarterback to at least put a game together. And Brissett has had three straight games with a passer rating under 80. So if they can stop the run, which they have been the whole season, you're going to have to put it on Brissett's shoulders, who's without T.Y. Hilton, Mack, and Ebron. Colts are 6-20 and 20 straight up in their last 26 game as an underdog. And the Colts still have Adam Vinatieri, who is not only missing kicks now, but he's giving the other team touchdowns. Um, only stat here that worries me, Bucks are 0-5 against the spread at home this season, and the Bucks could easily just put a game together where you're like, what, what are they doing out there? Um, but there's enough, out, there's enough that I just said that, that make me want to bet the Bucks. Yeah, I, I lean to the Bucks. I don't love it. The, the Vinatieri thing, that's, that's just a courtesy at this point that he's on the team. I know, but they're a playoff like, contender. You don't. There should be no courtesies. I mean, any anybody else would have been long gone. And it's also a miracle that they're still <laughs> contenders. But yeah, and I love his like every time he screws something up, he hits. He's like shocked. I'm like, it just it keeps happening. <laughs> yeah. He's like, how did I, I do that? I'm like, because you suck now. Like, there's no way your brain's not like, all right, this is like it. Like my body doesn't function anymore for some right. reason. It seems mental too, uh, but as as far as the Bucks, um, you you mentioned like past couple of weeks they've been putting up um, pretty substantial numbers, but they've been doing that all season. Uh, it's it's really just the turnovers that have really caused them a ton of issues. So yeah, I was just pulling it. Uh, so they're fourth in the league in points per game with twenty eight point three. They've been doing doing that pretty much all season. The issue is uh, the defense has pretty much been doing the same and giving up a substantial amount of points, which has largely been generated by a ridiculous amount of interceptions from Jameis. Uh, so that's like the scare factor behind it. I lean to the box, but it's like you just never know when this guy is going to throw like seven picks in a game. Yep. Moving on, Dolphins plus five and a half versus Jets. Total here is 44. Dolphins 37-31 win versus the Eagles. Jets got destroyed versus the Bengals 22-6. Who's calling you? Do you know that? <laughs> yeah, I hear it. There's, there's Weird. buzz going on. Yeah. These mics are picking up on stuff. 
Wow. My, my heater goes on, you jump on it, you get a phone call from your baby <laughs> mama, and you call it out. Anyway, Dolphins, Jets, initial thought here was let's get on the Dolphins. Five and a half seems like a lot for a Jets team to cover that has kind of been a disaster, but I mean, it's still the Dolphins. I don't like buying high on a Dolphins team. Miami is six and two against spread in their last eight games as an underdog, and they did win 26-18 in week nine. And Adam Gase is an absolutely terrible coach with some googly eyes and just a weird attitude. Uh, but, I mean, do the is this the part of the season where the Dolphins are like, hey, let's tank again? I'm not sure. I don't know if I want to put back the, the Dolphins. Uh, I like the Jets here. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but I know it's, I've taken the Jets a bunch of times now. Um, but uh, I, I know the Dolphins have just won, and they're kind of streaky as well, but they're still not a great football team. And I, I guess you could say the same about the Jets, but I, I think there's um, – just some value on that side in this game. Yeah, I'll write another. I've been writing daily fantasy articles. Uh, I do like Le'Veon Bell in this game. He's yet to, or he hasn't had a big game in a, in a few weeks. I think it's very is true. A spot for him. Uh, a number of other players I'll mention, but uh, do like Le'Veon here. Chargers minus three versus Jaguars. Minshew Mania is back. Can you believe Minshew. it? Did you see like he came, came back, had like a few touchdowns, a few plays? It was almost frustrating. I was like, why didn't you have this energy like in the last few games you played? Like he was good early on, but then him and the Jaguars just, they looked so, I don't know, off. And they just, it looks like they don't care if they lose. But then again, it's the Chargers who are, do you think they're having the most Chargers season of all time? Uh, probably. Every. Yeah, I, I know exactly what you meant too. Every, every game is. They have a chance to win. Ball's in Philip Rivers' hand, and he just ends up crying on the sidelines. It's it's pretty ridiculous. In theory, you should be all over the Jags here. We like that quarterback change. Home dog getting little action. Uh, defense can't stop anyone. They've lost their past four by an average of 20 points, though. And uh, so the Jaguars are saying they're home dog, but their defense has been awful. They've given up 699 rushing yards in the last three games. Just let that sink in. Um, there's still a four and eight team that's that's lost three straight, trying to cover away. That's that's the Chargers though. So I lean Jaguars, but I there's no way I'm, I'm backing them again. I'm pretty much in the same kind of uh, thought process. I I lean to the Jags, but uh, it's just too difficult to take them at this point. I really should talk to you off from last week. I know you're. I I thought about that like as the game was going. They just look so bad. That that London game, I was like, they what are they? That's another rant I'll get into. Like it was very refreshing to see the Vikings on Monday night football. Like they were down big in the third quarter, so they started hurrying up. Like every first down, they're sprinting to like. Right. Like no huddle. It's like some of these teams go down like by like 14, 20 points and they're taking the play clock down to zero. It's like, Oh, it drives me nuts. You got like, what do you like? I know it's hard to, but you're in the NFL and yeah, you should have this shit down. Like you need to save as much time as you can and turn it into a shootout. Like, 
Uh, and the Jaguars, every time they're down, they're just like, let's run the ball. Let's take the clock down to two and throw a little lollygagging. Fucking lollygaggers. Lollyjaggers. All right. Uh, move on. From move that. on. Chiefs plus three versus Patriots. Total here is 48 and a half. I know I've been on the Patriots the past few weeks. They, they haven't covered a few of them, but I think I just got to bet on the Patriots here. It's a, a rare buy low opportunity. I, I couldn't believe my eyes, but they're only getting, let me see, 40% of the action at home. Um, statistically, Pats are at home getting a touchdown or less or 14, three and three against the spread. They're 19 and one straight up in their past 20. Brady's 29 and three against the spread after a loss as an underdog of a, as an underdog or a favorite under a touchdown. They're 91-61 and against the, 91-61 against spread at home since 2010. And the the Pats are overall 16-6 against the spread in their last 22 after against the spread loss. The argument for the Chiefs would be, well, yeah, that was the old Patriots. Uh, the the current Patriots have looked terrible. And, and I agree. But not looking at statistics, just looking at the matchup, Kansas City has struggled to run the ball. Pat's strength is is passing defense. So if they're not allowed to pass, they can't pass the ball. And they're having problems running the ball. So where are they going to find their offense? And Kansas City can't defend the run. So it could be a big Sony Michelle game. Even if Brady doesn't show up, maybe they just run it down their throats. Um, have a lot of like quick screen passes like they, they enjoy doing. Um, maybe it's a finally a get right game for the Patriots. I don't know. Minus three at home for the Patriots doesn't seem like that much for them to cover. Yeah, I laid to the Patriots. The the public percentages is interesting. I don't have the stat, but I know when um, they are similar to them, uh, two situations when they're dogs and when they're not getting the majority of tickets, um, they have an insane cover record. Um, I'm never betting against the Patriots in any situation. I could rattle off a thousand ATS stats and they're almost all going to favor the Patriots. Um, but it, it, it does seem like uh, an unnecessary risk game for me. Cool. Finally, Monday Night Football. Giants plus nine and a half versus Eagles. Tolls 45 and a half. Eli Manning is back. Eli. Yeah. So do I love the Giants now? Like, it's the exact same thoughts as Andy Dalton. Maybe this team just feels comfortable with him back in. The difference there is Andy Dalton – was looking okay, I guess, where Eli was looking terrible. The Giants have lost eight straight, but the Eagles aren't that good themselves. Five and seven straight up, four and eight against the spread. But this is all just more of a feel, though, for me. I just, it just seems like Eli's swan song. He'll just randomly win, like, two or three games down the stretch. Uh, but who knows? I, I, I lean Giants. I would say I lean to the Eagles. I, I don't know. Um, I don't, I don't like this game. Basically I'm undecided. I do always like the quarterback change. That's, that's always a good component of it. Um, Giants have not played well. Um, the resurgence of, of the old guys coming back this week, I, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just don't like this one either way. I would lean to the Eagles if I had to. All right. That does it. Do you have a favorite pick of the week? Mine is Seahawks and Rams over. I would say the Jets. Jets? Okay. Yep. Cool. All right, I on. think we uh, we aligned on Broncos and Raiders. 
Yeah. So Broncos, Raiders. If your favorite pick is the Jets, I think we throw them in there. All right. I thought Red we both skins. liked the Lions. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I lean Lions. Yeah, throw it in then. Okay. So then we got Redskins, Falcons. I like the Bucks. I could do the Bucks. Yeah, let's do Bucks. I want the Bucks. All right. Well, that's pretty quick. Easy peasy. That means we're probably pretty good here. And uh, uh, quick and record timing, meaning we're actually confident this week. We're going with – and I also think – look at us. This is like the – this is one of the sharpest super contest entries we've had in a while. Ooh. We're going makes with Broncos. Sense. What? Hands. I was going to say makes sense why we've had a couple of bad weeks. That's right. Let's get back to our roots. Broncos plus nine, the Raiders plus two and a half, Jets minus five and a half, Lions plus thirteen, and Buccaneers minus three. It's five and zero. Let's place it. that. Let's place that parlay. I think that's a reason we haven't. We went one and, or two and three last week. Uh, I like that it. Parlay, we're gonna do it. All, All right. right. Any final thoughts? No, that's it. Let's get it. All right. Good luck, everyone.